You said it a month ago Senator in committee. Senator Paul, I have allowed Dr. Fauci to respond. You've had your time. I'm going to give him He's a, going to be dishonest. Minute. He ought to be challenged. S Senator Paul, we will allow Dr. Fauci to respond after you've given accusations like that. Dr. Fauci. Well, I don't have any more to say except to say that, as usual, and I, I have a great deal of respect for this body of the Senate, and it makes me very uncomfortable to have to say something, but he is egregiously incorrect in what he says. Thank you. Thank History you. will figure that out on its own. In today's news, Pfizer comes out with their own COVID-19 pill, claiming it cuts the death risk by 90%. You know what else can cut your death risk from COVID by more than 90%? Turning off your television. Plus, thousands of intel officers are refusing the vaccine and risk getting fired because of it. I think it's safe to say these are probably the only intelligence officers with intelligence in the intelligence community. And Project Veritas is getting targeted by the FBI and the DOJ heavily today. One of their journalists had their homes raided there in New York. Gotta love the Federal Bureau of Insurgents. All that and more in today's show, everybody. Welcome, welcome. It is Friday the 5th. Remember, remember, the 5th of November. And a quick question for you. On a scale of Sideshow Bob to It, how clowny is this world right now? Tough question, I know. Rhetorical question. You don't have to give me an answer because you can't. Every answer is correct in this situation. All right, guys, I hope you like the way that these videos are going. I've been cranking out pretty much one like 20 to 30 minute video per day doing these. So hope you like it. If you do, give me a comment down below uh, or send me a comment on Telegram, I guess, or an email. Uh, as for today's video, we got a lot to work through, a lot about the mandates and the push for vaccinating our children. Gotta love that. Plus, more news on Durham, more news on these uh, elections going around around the country, the questionable elections like New Jersey and some other places. You know, how interesting is it that, as we've been told by a certain letter of the alphabet, all three movies playing out at once, Panic in D.C., all this election fraud getting exposed. We've got the uh, Pedogate news breaking, I guess, with Ghislaine Maxwell, her court case coming up, and more news on Jeffrey Epstein that we have to report on today. And FISAgate, Obamagate, all this Durham stuff, just gotta love it. All coming out at once, gotta love the vindication. We've been talking about this stuff for years, reporting on it for years. We've been called crazy, but here, it's happening right before our very eyes. So, let's get into it, folks. And a quick clickbait alert. Quick fact check here. This one is going viral, so I feel the need to throw it in this video here today. I'll actually be working on a clickbait of the week video either today or tomorrow. It's been a minute since I've done one of those. Gosh, they're fun. They're really fun to do. But this one is going so viral. I've had so many people ask me about it that I feel the need to talk about it here real quick. This is from a uh, website called Conservative Beaver. Sounds legit, right? And their article claims the CEO of Pfizer has been arrested and charged with fraud and that there's a media blackout about this. This came out just today, and as you can see here, there is literally no reason to believe this. I mean, there's absolutely no evidence, no sauce that they bring with this particular claim. And a another red flag about this website, last year, they gained some notoriety because they um, published an article very similar to this. This one claimed the Pope got arrested. 
This went viral in December of 2020. Some pretty prominent people tweeted this on their parlor accounts and et cetera, et cetera. But clearly the Pope did not get arrested. And uh, this one is also a highly questionable article itself. So uh, yeah, be careful. This has a real, real raw news vibe to it. If you know what I mean there, like a neon nettle type vibe, just crazy clickbait fake news. Don't worry about it. Uh, Next up here, we've got Pfizer saying the COVID-19 pill they're coming out with cuts your death risk by 90%. All right. And that is coming from Pfizer itself. Talk about a special interest statistic. And this is in conjunction with Merck coming out with their COVID-19 pill. Their COVID-19 pill just got uh, the okay in the UK yesterday. So their pill is approved there in England. Merck's is, but now we got Pfizer coming out with their version. And meanwhile, again, how many freaking treatments could we be using already? Could we have been using since the very first day of this supposed pandemic? A lot of different pills, a lot of different natural treatments, a lot of different even generic drugs we could be using, but we're not because Big Pharma has a hell of a lot of money to lose if we had some sort of viable natural treatment. Plus, they can't get their emergency use authorizations for their vaccines if we did have other treatments, right? So it's just, it's a big con job, this scandemic. And I think I'm preaching to the choir with that one. You probably already understand that, but we just get more and more evidence that comes out every single day confirming that for us. And lo and behold, we have Mr. Dr. Scott Gottlieb proclaiming that the new COVID Pfizer drug, uh, Pfizer COVID drug, marks, quote, the end of the pandemic. Huh. You don't say, Mr. Scott Gottlieb. Well, lo and behold, this guy is now on Pfizer's board of directors. Ha! Speaking of special interest, speaking of that revolving door that always happens between big pharma and big ag, the corporate world, and the government health industry, i.e. the CDC and the FDA and the NIH. My gosh, how many VPs and execs from, say, Monsanto, Pfizer, Merck, go on to work for government? Or how many government workers go on to work for the private industry, those companies I just named? A lot, a whole hell of a lot. And we've got another one right here, Mr. Scott Gottlieb. So I wonder how much he was paid to go on to CNBC and give Pfizer some publicity for their fancy new pill. (laughs) Shit. Oh my God. And then we've got Dr., but not really a doctor, but I don't know, Jill Biden kicking off a, quote, nationwide effort to get children vaccinated. This is starting on Monday. She's going to travel the country. She's going to travel the whole country trying to beg you to get your kids vaccinated. And look, wow, I didn't realize this before filming this. I'm just reading it right here. The first place she's visiting is a pediatric vaccination clinic at an elementary school in McLean, Virginia, which was the first school to administer the polio vaccine in 1954. Huh. Well, speaking of which, McLean, Virginia, that is literally right down the street from the CIA's headquarters. (laughs) So, what a coinkydink. What a synchronicity right there. And then the polio vaccine, huh? 
you know, there's some pretty interesting research out there about how the polio vaccine didn't really get rid of polio. In fact, we had, uh, around that time, there was a redefinition of what polio actually was. There's some really interesting research. I would suggest you the work of Forrest Moridi here. Forrest Moridi. He's done some pretty interesting research into uh, the redefinition of meningitis when the polio vaccine came out and the redefinition of polio. So basically, there were a lot less cases of polio getting classified as polio and a lot more of them started getting classified as meningitis. And it kind of artificially lowered the, the polio rates. And that was right when the vaccine came out. So then the media, of course, was attributing, oh, look at the polio rates dropping. It must be the vaccine, right? Kind of like how the flu went away with COVID. The flu went away and there was a convenient redefinition of diseases when COVID came out and it, you know, they fudged the numbers with it. They fiddled with those numbers. And we do have also problems with Pfizer's COVID vaccine trial. This I reported on a video or two ago. I don't know. It's all kind of blending together now that I'm doing like one of these a day. But in one of my recent videos, it was either yesterday's or the day before that, I reported on the British medical journal, the BMJ, and how they reported on a whistleblower that came to them that was talking about the Pfizer vaccine trial, the statistics of it getting fudged. And right here, the Epic Times, of course, the Epic Times, one of the very few honest media outlets we have left these days, they're reporting on the alleged problems with a major clinical trial examining the vaccine. And hopefully that's being probed. And the uh, contract company involved in the research has confirmed that I guess they're getting probed. That's, that's good. The research group was called Ventavia, apparently here. So eyes on this. Don't let that just get brushed under the rug and then we never hear it about it again. But yes, folks, there is a lot, a lot of problems with our pharmaceutical industry, with our medical industry, with how easily these statistics are manipulated, with how easily the stories are twisted to sell products and sell ideas as well. So let's hope this COVID-19 vaccine makes people start questioning every single vaccine out there. That would be nice. And actually, I think that's already beginning. So onward from this, we have this news breaking today. Thousands of intelligence officers refusing the vaccine. They're refusing these mandates. That's fairly surprising. I'm glad to hear that there's at least some people left in the intelligence community with a brain and a spine. Those two things. It's very important to have those two things. If you don't have a brain, but you have a spine, well, that's not good. But if you have a spine and uh, brain and not a spine, that's not good either. But anyway, uh, yeah, I wonder what they know. I wonder what they know. Probably something. Probably something that makes them not want to get that shot. And also, important conversation to have about this. Not just the intel community, but the military as well. Our, our literal country itself and our national defenses are getting deteriorated. They're just getting destroyed because of these mandates. At what point is the leadership going to finally say, well, it's probably not a good idea. Probably not a good idea. Not just the military, 
and our national defenses, but also our labor in this country. At what point, again, are the heads of these agencies and the CEOs and the uh, chain of command going to say, "Mm, probably not a good idea. We'll see. We'll see what it takes. Uh, Next, Trump, at least, saying, children don't need the COVID vaccines. Quote, their immune systems are strong. This quote was tweeted today by Trump's official spokeswoman, Liz Harrington, on Twitter. She tweeted these quotes, these words from Trump, and now Trump is coming out saying, uh, now he's starting to come out, I should say, against the media's and pharma's narratives about these shots. Finally, it's getting to that point where it's it's safe for him to do it. You know, he, he couldn't really question the vaccines earlier this year, or even last year, because that would have just there would have been a lot of problems with that. But now that they're coming for the kids, trying to mandate them for the kids, trying to mandate them just literally nationally all over the place, it's now to a point where it's politically acceptable, shall we say? It's all right for Trump to come out and say no to the mandates, say no to vaccines for children, all these sorts of things. So that is that is good. That is a good thing. Let's hope Trump says a whole lot more about this. Now, if you're subscribed to his newsletter, he's been against the mandates quite a bit. I hear sometimes people say, oh, Trump's not saying much against the vaccines. And I'm just sitting there thinking, well, that you know of, but maybe you're looking at everything through a little pigeonhole, right? through a little narrow viewpoint. I'm subscribed to Trump's newsletter and I get emails daily going at Biden's vaccine mandate. So he definitely is, but this uh, new move to get children vaccinated, we need Trump to speak more out against that. Very good that he is. And it's very good that we also have some Republicans from around the country going at these Biden mandates as well. A lot of different governors from red states are standing up and they are joining together and suing the Biden administration and just basically saying they're not going to enforce these mandates. Not just governors, but attorney generals are standing up to it as well. And also sheriffs. I've seen uh, various sheriffs from around the country saying that they're not going to enforce, uh, enforce this crap as well. So that is very good news. And we also have this, which I found very enlightening about the vaccines. Uh, Check this out. This was reported three days ago that three giraffes now have died at the Dallas Zoo within one month. Three giraffes. And it's getting to a point where now officials are looking into a, quote, potential toxin. Okay. A potential toxin. You don't say. Well, check this out. Just two months ago, this was September 1st, two months ago, the Dallas Zoo decided to vaccinate their animals against COVID-19. I shit you not. For some reason, these people think that they need to even vaccinate animals against COVID. This was just two months ago. One month later, three giraffes all die and officials are looking at a potential toxin. Here's your sign. Here's your sign. I got to do it in my best Foxworthy impression Impression here. Here's your sign. Uh, <laughs> my God. 
<laughs> oh, geez, it's right in front of their freaking faces. But maybe they have brain damage from vaccines, so they can't see it. Who knows? Uh, so we got that. And that concludes our COVID reporting of the day. Let's move on now into, uh, actually, one more thing on COVID. This is the best thing on COVID. Then we're going to move into uh, Durham and election fraud news and some other things. So this is just not really that important, but it's hilarious. So I've got to report on it. Save the future boners. Yep. Save the boners. <laughs> this is the latest media push. One of them from the media and from a group that calls themselves Urologists United for Vaccination Education. Uh, some dick specialists are trying to tell you that COVID is going to give you erectile dysfunction. That's that's one of the latest narratives is that men who get COVID are six times more likely to get erectile dysfunction. So get your vaccine to protect your wieners, apparently. Save the future boners. And this is their video advertisement uh, promoting this are the comments on for this oh god they are <laughs> you can go read them and check out that down vote ratioed totally yeah and you know just watching this video it doesn't really look like any of these guys need boners or can get them anyway i don't know that they really chose the 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 most soy of the bunch for this advertisement <laughs> Okay, we're done with that. We're done with that. We're moving on. The Durham indictment that dropped yesterday. Igor Danchenko, the primary source for the Steele dossier. This is just, oh, it's good. It's good because it's happening faster. This snowball's rolling, right? We had Michael Sussman indicted just a month or two back, not that long ago. Now we got Igor here. And then other people are in the sights of Durham as well. And it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before the real big fish get swallowed up in this one. So this is causing some panic in D.C. I'm sure of it. And Durham's advancements here are probably a reason why in Manhattan, the district attorney is convening a new grand jury against the Trump organization. They're trying to come out with more charges against Trump, fabricate whatever they can, find whatever they can, make it up, who cares? They're trying to just throw Trump under the bus. And, and this is probably a deflection tactic or a distraction tactic. Get people distracted from Durham and give the media something to write about to make Orange Man look bad so it can distract people away from Durham's advancements. Uh, that's, in my view, what's going on here. Then we move on to election fraud as well. A lot of fraud in the Jersey election a couple of days ago. Gateway Pundit reporting on it here. 56 voting machines were shut down. 56 of them. And some of them were even shipped to a warehouse on election night in a Democratic stronghold county where Governor Murphy got over 113,000 votes. So the uh, GOP candidate there, Jack Ciatrelli, he has not conceded yet he has not conceded so there's gonna be something look at this guy look at that smile what a freaking creeper he's kind of got that shift look to him doesn't he 
that pervert Adam Schiff look to him. Um, yeah, eyes on this election there in in Joyzy. And then we have developments in Michigan as well. A lawsuit has been filed against the Secretary of State in Michigan, Jocelyn Benson, because a legal group found nearly 26,000 potentially dead voters on their voter rolls, and 4,000 of those have been dead for at least 20 years. Uh, it's just, it's it's crazy how basic a lot of this fraud is around the country, how basic it is and just how pertinent it is from dead people on voter rolls everywhere, everywhere to just all the fraud, all the fraud. It's, it's crazy. It's mind blowing. <laughs> it's all been right in front of our faces for decades, right? We just haven't seen it at least at this level until now. Uh, social media helps with that. And also, I mean, Trump and Q, Trump and Q, Trump getting an office, them activating the Q operation. Both of those things have created just a massive army of citizen journalists who are hyper-focused and examining every single little thing. Uh, it's been incredible. Social media, Trump, Q, all that together, boom. You're seeing you know, a, a hyper-engaged citizenry that's never been as pissed off and as, I guess, catalyzed as they've been or as they are now. So there's those. Moving on, more Epstein news. I think I mentioned this at the beginning of the video, but yes, more Epstein news. Every day that goes by, we get something having to do with Epstein, something having to do with Ghislaine. That saga's not done. So Barclays, big bank, big prestigious bank from Britain has been subpoenaed by the U.S. Virgin Islands over their connections to uh, Jeffrey Epstein. And this just came, remember, four days ago, uh, the Barclays announced their CEO would quit following an investigation into his relationship with Epstein. So, again, this ain't done. This is not done. The Epstein saga and also the Ghislaine saga. Jury is getting selected this week. And that case will begin just in a couple of weeks here. So it's going to be an interesting winter. And then in New York, we're getting on to the Project Veritas news. So Veritas, James O'Keefe just released a statement a couple of hours ago. This just came out today. And James O'Keefe was saying how one of his Project Veritas journalists had their home raided in New York by the FBI and the Southern District of New York, raiding a Project Veritas house. And within this statement as well, James O'Keefe also stated that the New York Times, a reporter from the New York Times, within an hour of that Veritas journalist's home getting raided, within one hour, a New York Times reporter reached out to Project Veritas for comment. How did that reporter, that New York Times reporter, find out so soon after the raid to reach out for comment, right? Gotta wonder. Gotta wonder how that mofo figured that out. But no doubt, Project Veritas is over target, so they're getting targeted by the FBI and the SDNY. Very, uh, very corrupt district there uh, in New York. Onward. Biden's energy secretary today was on Bloomberg 
and she was asked about gas prices going down. She straight laughed. She straight busted out laughing on air, joked about it. Ha ha ha. That's hilarious. As if this is a joke. Yeah, that's not going to make people too happy. That's for damn sure. Moving on now, the so-called Mr. Negative 48, Mr. Gematria explains everything. Gematria says the Earth is flat and the Tsar is coming and JFK Jr. is alive. No, seriously, this dude puts out some real weird shit. Real weird shit. The media is not giving up on him. Still writing about him. They're calling him a QAnon leader. This is a perfect example of a plant of controlled opposition. This guy, Mr. Negative 48, a.k.a. Michael, literally came out of nowhere at the end of August. Came out of nowhere, started doing interviews with that network that I often talk about, Charles Ward, Simon Parks, Prime Minister, Wano Savin. Yeah, that, that network. Those were the folks that platformed this guy, gave him a bunch of attention, and boom, made him famous. Got him to over 100,000 followers on Telegram. Granted, some of those might be bots. But Mr. Negative 48 is the talk of the town, especially there in Dallas. And he's just making this whole movement look like an absolute joke. I didn't realize that he was even on Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel was reporting. Well, he wasn't on Jimmy Kimmel. But Kimmel was reporting on that Dallas event and the whole JFK Jr. thing and a lot of stuff. Uh, Mike Penny, actually, though. Mike Penny, who... I think used to be a part of the Frog News Network channel. Uh, another Nazara promoter, another, you know, it's all the same rhetoric that these guys typically pump out. But Mike Penny was featured on Jimmy Kimmel's show. And, oh, man, it's just, uh, it's becoming an absolute shit show. So there's that. And another mainstream media hit piece. Now, I have a few things to say about this. The Daily Beast, of course, it was Will Frickin' Summer who wrote this one. He released a report today on Stu Peters, good old Stu Peters. So become because it's from Will Summer, it's just full of bullshit. It's, it's a hit piece. It is a hit piece from Will Summer. So it is from the Daily Beast that is just an absolute propaganda rag. But Stu Peters is an individual who I do question sometimes as well. He's had a few very, very questionable guests on his show. He's also promoted some highly questionable narratives on his show, narratives that didn't really have all that much evidence behind them, but Stu and his guests were promoting them as fact, and is just he's got a lot of connections to InfoWars, too. Stu has a lot of connections to InfoWars that makes me think he might be this like new Alex Jones 2.0 uh, puppet that they're trying to set up and push out there and, and all that. So uh, anyway... There's some pretty interesting details in this article, at least, that um, are enlightening. He used to be a rapper. He used to be a bounty hunter as well. Stu Peters had a couple of run-ins with the law, and he, you know, he came out of nowhere. He's another one of those that just came out of nowhere the last 12 months and is now like super famous across conservative lands. So anyway, uh, one of those things, one of the quite a few things that are making me question Stu Peters is his attacks on... Some conservative folks, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, like Vernon Jones. I'm not saying Vernon Jones is 
100% innocent here. You know, I'm, I'm just an outside observer with all this. But I will say these attacks that are being launched by the likes of Stu Peters and Lynn Wood and some others against like Vernon Jones and Marjorie Taylor Greene and others, it's, it's kind of suspect in my view. And here were a couple of really weird posts that were made by Lynn Wood and Stu Peters today that don't appear to be true. Uh, Lynn Wood posted, truth prevails over lies. I am pleased that the names of Wendy Rogers and General Michael Flynn no longer appear on the website of Vernon Jones. And then Lynn Wood also forwarded a post from Stu Peters that claimed, I noted there is no more General Flynn endorsement on Vernon Jones' website. That happened quietly. So basically, Lynn Wood and Stu Peters are celebrating, claiming that General Flynn, his endorsement of Vernon Jones has been removed from Vernon Jones' website. But uh, if they just took a minute and went to jonesforgeorgia.com backslash endorsements, uh, General Michael Flynn's endorsement is still up there. So I don't exactly know what's happening there. They didn't exactly fact check that. And it would be nice if the people lecturing us about truth would fact check what they're claiming is truth. Now, Lynn Wood, I think, has posted that uh, General Flynn informed Lynn Wood, as claimed by Lynn Wood, two days ago that he had requested his name be removed from the Vernon Jones website as he was in the process of reconsidering his endorsement of Jones. That might be true. We'll see if this endorsement gets removed within due time, but I'm just wondering why Lynn Wood thinks he needs to speak for Flynn here. Why can't he just wait for Flynn to make that statement? Why does he have to jump the gun and just, you know, there's just seems to be some weird obsession with attacking Vernon Jones and Marjorie Taylor Greene and others, but hey, whatever. Uh, you know, make sure you do your due diligence about whatever anybody is saying, whether it's Lynn, Stu Peters, me, whoever, do your own due diligence, fact check it for yourself, verify, always verify, right? It's not about who you like. It's not about who you like or love. You know, don't let emotions cloud your judgment. People you really like can say the darndest things and people you don't like can have some really good information that might help you, right? So don't let those emotions cloud your judgment. Uh, moving on here to two more articles I have for you guys. The Wall Street Journal here, um, Apparently, AT&T and Verizon are delaying their 5G rollout. So, I guess that... They're claiming they're doing it because of airplane safety concerns. That's the excuse. But whatever excuse, this seems like a positive development to me that they're delaying their 5G rollout. Could be a real reason behind the scenes we're not seeing. But, hey, it's always good news. And then just something that grinds my gears that I have to rant on a little bit to you guys. I saw this from CNN, this garbage climate change bullshit. Their, their feature piece, this was headline. This was right on their homepage. Humanity needs to ditch coal to save itself. It also needs to keep the lights on. And CNN is saying, obviously here, we need to ditch coal. Okay. But they're claiming that the only alternatives we have are wind and solar and nuclear and hydro and just it's the same green bullshit. And I hate it. I hate it because it should be obvious that the the free energy, zero point energy technologies, over unity technologies, whatever you want to freaking call them, that have been hidden from society for 
80 years, if not longer than that. I mean, Tesla, Nikola Tesla, wasn't the only one working on over-unity technologies. There were men before him, like John Keeley. There's been men after him. Many inventors and scientists and researchers have looked into the fact that there are technologies, uh, electromagnetic technologies that can pull out electricity from the ether and they can output more electricity than it takes to run them, hence over unity. You don't hear a damn thing about that from the UN or from these climate change meetings or from the mainstream media or the IPCC, which is the UN's climate change organization. You just, you don't hear anything about that, of course, which you need to, right? What they're doing is problem, reaction, solution. The problem is the Earth's going to die. Oh, climate change. They get you to react in fear. Oh, what are we going to do to save it? Then they have the solution manufactured, pre-planned to give to you, i.e., I think the next thing is nuclear fusion. That's the next new uh, renewable technology that they want to pump trillions of dollars into and tell you that's what we need to do to save the world is this nuclear fusion. Meanwhile, the zero-point energy technologies can can blow nuclear fusion out of the water, be far cheaper, be far safer, and far less expensive too. I mean, both to research and develop and for the consumer to purchase as well. So yeah, that's the next bait and switch is this fusion I'm seeing. Uh, so anyway, that's what Bill Gates and them are investing a lot of money into is this nuclear fusion. Jeff Bezos, I think too. So that's the next thing they're going to try to sell all of us on, but it's not going to be it's not going to be where we could be or what we could have, right? It's not going to be um, the best that we could be as a society. So anyway, guys, that's it. That's my last rant for you. Uh, much appreciated for you watching these videos. Like it. Give it a thumbs up. Subscribe to this channel wherever you're watching. BitChute, Rumble, Gab TV, Odyssey. Remember, go follow me on Telegram. And then I'll be get I'll be getting back to doing the, uh, the live streams. I've been... Uh, I haven't been good with the live streams this week, I'll be honest, but uh, I might live stream tonight, maybe, maybe, we'll see, definitely next week though, Monday, Thursday is likely going to be the twice a week live streams that I do Mondays and Thursdays, so that will be starting next week, I think that's it guys, I'm going to be working on a Substack article, I'm working on one right now about that whole JFK Jr. Dallas QAnon leader situation. I'm working on that article right now. Should be out maybe tonight, possibly tomorrow. And then I'll be having a couple other videos come out this weekend. Good old clickbait of the week whiteboard video. That'll be fun. I'll have a lot to throw into that one. And then probably a couple like rants and maybe an interview or two as well. So that's it, guys. That's what you can expect coming up. And I appreciate your support. I appreciate you guys that have been grabbing some supplements from my... Uh, Conscious Strength brand, especially the new Focus Dips that just came out. I like these. These are good. And then uh, you can support many other ways as well. Links for those will be below. I'll see you guys in the next video. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. See you next time.